If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Rob... Warp Beckett and Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Oh, love that. There we go. Much better than that snide Max that was on earlier in the week. <laughs> that is my new son. He's doing very well, Rob. <laughs> He's very advanced for his age, actually. <laughs> He's very advanced. Hello, loving the podcast. It's been getting me through many a 4.30pm Lazy Parents Club. Uh, that is FaceTime with Grandparents and roll toys in the general direction of my child while I try and finish a warm cup of tea. So I thought I'd send in my Sprogs attempt at your names. This is Evie, great name, age three, from Cardiff. That is Sarah Rattam. Evie Rattam. Um, It is a nice name, isn't it? It is a nice name. How's it going, Josh, in the house of a newborn? It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) uh, We've got uh, quite a full house at the moment, Rob. Really? Pat Sharp and the twins? Yeah, exactly. That's a fun house, isn't it? Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's my it's my wheelhouse. It's your world, that. isn't it? That yeah. There's nothing more more I like than doing a very sort of quite a shit joke to someone, but it's very much their wheelhouse and they love it. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's like it's when we do the Arsenal jokes on here. I always know this is going to be Rob's scene. <laughs> I, I, I'm more than happy to bring up an analogy to a uh, you know Arteta. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh don't actually. It's quite depressing. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, we've got a full house. We've got uh. We've got the community midwife is here at the moment. Oh, is she? Checking that we uh, aren't... Um, terrible parents? Terrible parents. Um, and uh, also a builder who's putting up shelves in my daughter's room Ooh. because, obviously, I've got a new son. Uh, so he is... And he's sleeping on the shelf. And he's sleeping on the shelf. <laughs> he can't sleep space, on the floor forever. Space is at a premium in zone two. Are you zone three? <laughs> what are you? Zach? What zone you? Two. 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 Yeah. Expensive on the street, cheap on the tube. Well, do you know what, mate? 
I'll be honest with you, we live so far from achieving. We might as well be in zone three, mate. But okay, let's not get bogged down by that. You love it. Let's, let's not worry not, about the future or the past. We're in the I'll moment. I'll be honest with you, Rob. It's seven minutes on a bus to the tube and then into town. And the last time I did that, my life was very different. I miss it. <laughs> Just miss people. Oh, you miss people. Your house is full. You got the builder. What's your builder's name? Adrian. Very nice man. Adrian. Adrian. He's Gosh, Romanian. His son is seven. Yeah. Uh, made it. Uh, is playing for Crystal Palace under sevens. Oh, I knew that they could play. And I, just, I said, "What's it like?" He said, "The standard is unbelievable." Really? Yeah. And he was like, "I was like, oh." And so he was like, "My son did play up front, but he lacks pace. Lacks pace. <laughs> He's seven. All seven-year-olds. <laughs> they're all as fast as Usain Bolt at seven. Yeah. No, right. but you do notice it. Like my, like my." My youngest is so fast. And then really? my, my eldest isn't slow, but she's quite normal pace. But youngest is like, she's like a bit like, you know, the little blonde kid in Incredibles. It's <laughs> like mental. And they're, they're, it's so weird at how different like the kids can be where my eldest, right? If I take school on the scooter, sometimes if she's tired or can't be bothered, she goes, hold my hand. And she, she stands on the scooter and I drag her along. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm an ox or a horse cart, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the other one, she's three comes out and she's about 20, 50 metres ahead of me in the street. And I'm like, slow down, stop, stop. And she goes, she says, hold my hand. And then what she does is she holds my hand, but also holds the scooter and pushes off and drags me along at pace because I'm going too slow. It's so weird that two kids can be so different like that. Well, that people say this so much. So obviously it's difficult for me to tell four days in, Rob. Yes. But um, I'm fascinated because you just presume when you have your first kid, Oh, well, that's what a kid that I create will be like. Do yes. you know what I mean? That is, those bits of my personality. But you realise when you've got two, some are more of you and then some are ruined by your partner's genes. <laughs> and, some, you know, that is, the, that is when you are breeding is something you need to take into consideration. Yeah, it is. It is, Rob. Like, obviously, you know, with me and Lou, hopefully they get lose brains, but... Let's face facts, fingers crossed, athletically-wise, they get some of me. And that's not a great statement, but no, what? You, you are. I, I hate to do this. Go on. I think you're one of the sharpest people I know. You you might not be what they would term, you know. Academic? Book smart. Book smart. You know, yeah, but I would say, do you know what, Rob? Yeah. I'm tired, but I'll say this. Come on, baby. I was once drunk, and I said to my friend, uh, Will Briggs, who you know. Yes, I know Will. I said, I think there's only two geniuses in my comedy generation. And you were one of them, Rob. You've really and the missed other was an, Joe Lyson. You really missed an opportunity there to say, I know. Ramesh Ranganathan <laughs> I'm tired, and Paul Rob. Chowdhury. I'm tired. <laughs> um, oh, that's very kind of you, Josh. Yeah, um, you're, I, very, I do, you're very uh, intelligent, Rob. You're very well, intelligent. Yes, I, I don't think, but I, I always struggle with, academ- with academia for a number of reasons and studying and reading. I think I was dyslexic, or I am. I've not had a proper test. So hopefully, though, they won't get the dyslexia uh, part um, yes. of me. Now it's gone weirdly deep. You've called me a genius and I'm talking about dyslexia. But... I've- um, yeah, no, I th- I, no, but I know what you mean. It is weird with what you think your children will inherit off you. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and seeing what part... And it's weird because you sort of think they'll either be me or your partner, but actually there are odd mix where they can be both at the same time, where, yes. like, I'm quite loud, so my kids can also be very loud, but also they can be very quiet and just sit like Lou would and study or or play with something. But you, I, I, did, I could never imagine you could be both. no. No, exactly. It is weird, isn't it? And then you go, what am I of my parents? I'm on the loud thing, Rob. My new baby's very loud. <laughs> oh, my God, you've got a working-class Londoner kid. 
he was born he was born in London. The sound of Opels. The sound of Opels. Um his cry is so loud <laughs> that like the midwives at the hospital were like openly laughing about how loud he was. <laughs> oh no. If, yeah. if a midwife notices anything, yeah. you know it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that if, what you want when your child is born is to a, a midwife to not even batter an eyelid at anything that it does. Yeah. But instead, they're like, whoa, listen to him. <laughs> that happened to us when they went, oh, God, Dev, she's very alert. And I was like, oh, God, alert's not good, is it? <laughs> no. What you want is them to go, bloody hell, he's laid back. <laughs> you want a kid that's basically high on weed yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's a... Exactly. So they said he was really loud. He's got some fucking pipes on him, mate. <laughs> He's like Adele, but without, without like the Adele. tune. Well, he's like Adele. You won't hear from him for three years, but then you won't fucking shut up for a year. And then he's off again. <laughs> so he is like Adele. We'll call him Adele. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, right, let's get back on track. Oh, right. I need to talk about it. I've done bad parenting this week. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> okay, so um, a couple of things. Um, my kids are obsessed with Mamma Mia. I think I've spoken about this. Um, yeah. They basically watch it three times a week. Oh, uh, wow. Like nonstop. And um, it's only recently, and I've been doing this for about a year, that I've realised at one point in the film, Meryl Streep um, calls someone a slut. <gasps> so they have heard the word slut. On my calculations, three times a week for a year, which is about like 150 times. Yeah. See, I told you you're smart. Well, 156 times, yeah, wouldn't it? Right, yeah. But, you know. They, they, have a they take of two weeks off for they Christmas. Couple, they don't Christmas watch it on a Sunday sometimes. Yeah. Out of, you know, God's day. <laughs> um, so they've heard the word slut, but I've never heard them say it. But it's weird. Oh. if you, they, It just sort of gets passed, passed yeah. by. But slut is bad. Do you think they don't realise it's rude? So what you need to do is not flag it. Yeah, so I've just ignored the slut. Yeah. Because they, they and they just sing the songs really. It's normal the songs, but they were singing Super Troop at the top of their voice in the car the other day, like properly loud. And then we said, "Can you can you not sing so loud?" And then the five year old went, "My music teacher says I have to sing as loud as I can so everyone can hear." And I, I just don't know if that's good teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I think at some point they, they, you've got to teach children about PA systems because <laughs> Adele isn't. The, the, the you know doing she's not the loudest. No, she's not the loudest. She's just the best at singing. Yeah, she's the best at singing, isn't she? It's not yeah. like have you heard Adele? Oh my god, it was so loud, I could barely hear oh, anything. Yeah. yeah, I just do you know what? I love going to see a band and just seeing how loud they can be. It's not the Olympics. <laughs> she started off in Slipknot. That's why she wore the mask because she wanted her own career after. Oh, the other thing is as well, Josh. I nearly blew, I nearly think I think I nearly blew up the garden. 
oh. um, because I've got a gas barbecue, right? And it was running out of, I was running out of gas. It was said low on the side of it. So I did a thing my dad always used to do that I thought was fine. I turned the gas upside down. Right. To get more gas out of it, so that you know, normally it's sits on its base and then the tubes at the yeah. top. So I turned it upside down, so I thought, oh, that way. You're allowed to do that? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't think so because I did do that and it was working. The flames went up higher, but then when I went outside, the tube from the top of the gas canister to the barbecue had frosted. <gasps> it had all frost and cold on it, like it had been in a freezer. And I panicked and turned what? everything off. But I don't know what that yeah. means. Oh my word! Does that what does that mean? Should I, do I have to just? It means stop, Rob. It I means... stopped it, but now I don't know if I'm allowed to turn my barbecue back on. So if anyone's listening and understands what's happening, do let me know. Do let Rob know. It looked like Elsa had touched it. <laughs> the whole tube was frozen, and I was like, "Fuck! What, oh what, what, what have I done?" And then I was so scared because I turned, I flipped it back over, turned it off at the gas tank thing and then turned the barbecue off and then nothing exploded. But I was oh really, and it was so cold, mate. Rob, I don't that, know why. why have gas? you just invented something new? I don't get why something, something so cold could power something so hot. Yeah, I don't understand how that's happened. It feels like an Elon Musk experiment. I think it's how you mine Bitcoin. <laughs> I, I didn't know they mind. What the fuck is going on? I, I don't, don't understand, understand it. it. And I'm sick I don't understand of teenage it. boys telling me they're multimillionaires on TikTok yeah. and telling oh. me to invest and follow their portfolio. Can I say something about having a baby, Rob? Yeah, go on, mate. You're here. This is the, this is, if you're not going to do it here, where are you going to do it? I have no ability as a winder. A winder? Oh, a winder. You can't wind. I can't wind for love nor money. And I don't believe anyone can. I just believe it's... I just don't know how to do it, Rob. And I I had this last time, and now it's back again. And I don't know what I'm doing, and I've got... I just... I don't believe... Can you do it? (laughs) I think with wind... I think with winding is you need to... It's like each baby's difference. You need to find your technique. So I think maybe let's put a call out for some winding techniques. Some winding techniques. And I tell you which one doesn't work. Lie them on their back, pedal their legs, and then lift up their ass, which I found myself doing the other day, someone had told me. Doesn't work. Has no stroking worked, or have you not needed to yet? The baby's too young. I haven't young. needed to yet. Okay, well, keep us um, posted on the no stroke. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've got some Instagram messages, if you want to do yes, that before please. we go into our guests this week. Um, yeah. Here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh and sexy voice mystery man, Michael. Ooh. Love the show and can't wait for Tuesdays and Fridays. I have a parenting hack recommendation I discovered after struggling to get my two kids to eat anything that are remotely healthy or different. For an entire year, my youngest refused to eat anything other than lemon curd sandwiches. Oh, my God. Is he an evacuee? What is that? <laughs> Good night, Mr. Tom sandwich. Where, where, do you, where, do you, where do you end up on lemon curd sandwiches? Oh, God. I don't know. I think it's some sort of countryside thing, isn't it? Um, where are they from? She doesn't say. Anyway, uh, and my eldest used to, to treat anything that resembles vegetables as cr- like kryptonite. But not any longer. Here is my life-changing tip. I now take a packet of stickers with me to the supermarket. Whenever Ooh. I see something healthy or varied I want to purchase, I quickly distract them and stick a sticker of their favourite cartoon or show onto the product. Oh, that is clever. I then trick them into thinking they discovered the item for themselves. And I put up a oh. bit of resistance when they suggest oh, it. Oh, yes. And they like a treat and they get their own way. Tonight oh, we are superb. having Moana broccoli and Paw Patrol pie. And for oh, breakfast, yes, we had Octonauts porridge. It's an absolute game changer. This is a great tip, Kat. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is really good. That's really strong. Um, and um, Oh, another, and then I've got another one here. Just a quick message to say, I love the podcast. You have changed my life. 
been listening sure. since day one and you've helped me through the bad and the awful times of lockdown, but even more so now. As last week, you really changed my life. We have a little boy called Ewan, age four, and his behaviour had gotten worse and worse over lockdown. He thought he rude the roost, but a very embarrassing moment when we took him to see a new school. All the other children were well behaved. Ours was running around, crawling under the tables, and we literally couldn't stop him. Even the head teacher said, oh, that's one to watch. And my heart sank as this was my old primary school and the thought of bringing up a brat destroyed me. Well, I thought of you guys and finally purchased some pom-poms and a jar. It's a game changer. Oh, there we go. He's loving it. We don't have a toddler who runs around and hides whilst we try and get him dressed or take him food shopping. He he says, please and thank you. He tries hard at nursery and he's a pleasure to be with. The pom-pom jar has given me new hope that you can be a lovely, kind and calm child. Um, he stays. He stays in his own bed at night. We know he no longer cries when going out food shopping or nursery or anywhere. Let's just hope this lasts. Any tips if the kid gets bored? What I would say is, Josh, you have to use it in 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 uh, fits and bursts. You know, yes. you pe- kids get pom pom jar fatigue. It's like lockdown. Totally. You don't want to. Exactly. You don't want to have to use a lockdown, but you know it's effective. But um, keep him. Yeah, I, I just think um, yeah, keep it a bit separate. So stop it for a bit if he's not you know, listening to it and then start it up again, especially if there's something he wants in particular and then you can use it as a goal, can't you? Yes. We're not on pom-pom jars at the moment. I find pom-pom jars are more needed when there's no structure in the day. So like in the summer holidays or lockdown or half term, half term's not too bad because it's a week, but yeah, when they're in schools or nursery, they come home quite tired after being engaged. So they're quite happy to chill. And I think, yeah, that's probably what it is, isn't it? He's four and he's only he's only one of him and he's at home in lockdown. You're going to go mental, aren't you? It's mad, isn't it, when you realise the things that, when there's a lack of structure to the day, it just it's so much more difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. For everyone concerned. And for the kids. they like Kids like rules. And they like to do stuff. The so, secret's different. The secret's different, Rob. They give it a loose one, don't they? But, you know, if they're not getting their nap on time, they're fuming. Exactly. Oh wow, we're back into napping these days in my life. Oh, you got but nap, um, that master general. Yeah, they like stuff like snacks. My daughter, if we go out, will never think about a snack because she's engaged in whatever we're doing. Yeah. But if we're at home, she'll she'll always be thinking about snacks because it's just something to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because they get bored and stuff like that. But yeah, pom yeah. pom jar it up in the summer holidays. I think. Oh, the summer holidays. Oh, my God. So is your daughter off for the whole summer holidays? No, but this will be the last one ever because this is uh, – she's still at nursery next year. She's just she's, she's just the oldest in her year, more or less. She's October. So she's got one more year at nursery, so no more – no summer holidays this year. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because she's the same year as my daughter, isn't she? So she's does, she starts not this September, next September. Next September. Yes. So we start at the same time. Exciting, Josh. <gasps> right. Guest this week is Mr. Ian Sterling, comedian, uh, voiceover guy, Twitch megastar, um, and uh, married to Laura Whitmore, got a new baby, a couple of months old, and uh, good chat this, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. Ian is such a nice man. And let's be honest, Rob. Yeah. He didn't f- sound as fatigued as we thought he was going to, but then he no. always sounds fatigued, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He's sort of a bit, you know, he does sound like he's just got in from a night out. So that you know, is how people sound when they have children. Yeah, exactly. It makes no difference to his Scottish drawl. Enjoy it, Ian Sterling, guys. Ian Sterling, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, new father, we hear that, that you listened to the Tom Parry one before coming on. I did. I immediately text him afterwards, <laughs> like the second it finished. <laughs> I said, I know you'll be asleep when you get this because it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so how old <laughs> your, your your baby? A month? Basically, we're right on the month mark, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. That I know. so soon. And I was talking to, when you were talking to Tom and uh, Robin, yourself, Robin, Josh was sort of saying, oh, we don't really remember that period. I, I really just wanted something to sort of, um, as a memento, and I'm terrible at writing and keeping a journal and I'm not good at taking photos or anything, but I suppose I'm all right at like chatting. So I thought this would be a nice way to like, do you know what I mean? Just keep it forever. Okay, well, I'm going to say it now. Happy 18th birthday <laughs> yeah. to uh, Ian's uh, baby. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> You've already been drinking for 11 years. <laughs> Have you found that the last month? You sound pretty fresh, to be honest. I feel like, I don't know if you had this, the first couple of weeks, me and Laura were like, because we sort of teed ourselves up for this is going to be absolutely mad. And obviously it's absolutely mad. Also, for anyone that doesn't know, we should explain that your partner's Laura Whitmore, the TV yeah. presenter, Love Island and Celeb Juice and stuff. So yeah, it's us two, those people that you've just described one of them and I'm yep. the other one. And um, yep. it, it, the first two weeks was like, do you know what? This isn't as bad as we thought. And like, when you hear someone else's child cry, it's horrific. And the thought of it. And then yes. when it's your own, it's sort of all right. And sometimes when she gets like really sad or whatever, like, well, like, and like cries a lot, there's something quite sort of, it, sort of you've, I don't know if you should go mad, but it's like quite. Is this fun. your daughter or Laura? <laughs> both. both. <laughs> you just sort of find it quite endearing. And then you just, you just think they're so great, you don't mind. So it's, it, but then I feel like. I'm now getting to the stage where I'm like, oh, we're, we're trying to go back to work slowly, little bits and whatnot. And I'm yeah. starting to realise, oh, yeah, this is it. This is forever now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. That feeling of going, I've signed up to something here. Yeah. I remember getting back from work one day at about 6pm, sitting on the sofa and thinking, that's not my day. <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah. that's, not, that's not done. I'm, I'm just beginning. This podcast, this bit, this bit of my day right now <laughs> is the break. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your schedule at the moment? How are you splitting the shifts with Laura? It's it's working out quite well at the minute. So um, at the minute, we're we're doing the old breastfeeding. Yeah. So we, we do, we's a, a bold yeah, the statement. Yeah, the good old royal we. <laughs> um Everyone's every father's favourite we, the royal we. <laughs> do you do you, do you still like wake up and sort of sit near the breastfeeding encounter to look like you're helping? When reality, you're doing nothing because I sort of did that for a bit at the start, and then eventually you just go to sleep because you're not helping. The mornings are now very much. I wake up at ten. I go, "Have you fed her yet?" Yep, twice. All right, okay. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's a quite good schedule so laura pumps in the morning at night which gives me enough milk to do the sort of nighttime feed so yep. we'll feed through to about midnight sleep yep. time then baby wakes up sort of three half three oh. i do that feed yeah so laura can stay in bed and then baby wakes up about half six seven Laura does that feed, I stay in bed. So we're still getting sort of... That's a nice system. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Do you know what's mental is that that is actually pretty good, but it still sounds horrific said out loud, doesn't it? Yeah, if you're listening without without children, you're going, what is wrong with these three <laughs> Do you know but That sounds like a nice system. Do you know system. how mad I've gone all day coming up to this podcast, right? I was genuinely thinking, Josh and Rob are going to be so impressed by how amazing mine and Laura's sleep patterns are. 
And then they because are, it's right? locked, but, but because it's lockdown and we've got a newborn baby, I've told you, and then you've gone, yeah, but that's still really bad. And I've just realised, oh yeah, that is still <laughs> horrific. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> even at the best, you've nailed it, but it's still a horrific thing to go through. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing at the minute. So I still, you know, we, we try, we optimistically try to watch um, an episode of Line of Duty last night after last night, last night's sort of midnight feed. Okay. And Ooh. it's not until you're so tired you realise how yeah. many characters are in line of duty. <laughs> <laughs> Anagrams in people's names, you're like, I have honestly no fucking clue <laughs> who shot who, who is who, who's related to who. And you're too both too polite to say, I'm exhausted, let's go to bed, because you're trying to create like a couple's moment. But in what reality, you're just trying to stay awake. Well, this is just this is just like this is just like watching it. No, man, it is great. This this is exactly <laughs> like how we used to watch it. Yeah, midnight on four hours sleep. Let's watch a bit of Line of Duty. Why oh, not? Right. Honestly, honestly, just going back to the stuff. Like, we'll just if we watch the recap three times. That's all the important <laughs> bits, and we just take that in. It'll be fine. The TV we ended up watching at that point was just anything that didn't involve any sort of mental engagement at all. Do you know what I mean? So we. That the line of duty would have been completely out of the question. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. It was The Apprentice. It was MasterChef. It was all that kind of stuff. Can I give you a, a, a suggestion? Um, yeah. Bargain Brits Abroad, Channel 5. I watched Bargain Brits Abroad once, and it was a guy that had gone over there to be an artist because, like, quote-unquote, his art wasn't appreciated in the UK. <laughs> yes, I remember oh, no. him. Oh, right, no. and then yeah. do you remember? It was him just walking about a sort of um, city centre, uh, pointing at different restaurants going, they don't do chips. They don't do chips. <laughs> I quite like watching that show because it saves me having to do who do you think you are? I get to see all my relations. <laughs> Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms. Keeping it bullshit-free. What's the, what's the sort of plan at the moment because of lockdown and stuff? And um, you both work loads, but you're both two of the busiest people um, in telly. So, what's your sort of plan going forward? Just sort of working it out week by week with the babies. It's sort of a fifty fifty split of the parenting. Is that is that the plan, or have you not worked it out yet? I think the plan will be to sort of like fifty fifty and just sort of streamline what it is we do and whatnot. Are you heading to the Love Island, Ian? Well, exactly. Yeah, that's my next big thing. So you're going to take the baby to the island of love? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I don't know what... From the island of... of love to the island of love. <laughs> what, a, what a 10 months. <laughs> Trying to remember all the people's names in the voiceover booth. What is going on? Craig's coupled up with... What's her name again? 
<laughs> with the baby crying in the background. That, you, could, you could make a thing of it though on the voice service. So is the plan because obviously I imagine Laura's be hosting it, so you're all gonna go to the like wherever you're filming it together. Then is that well, the this plan? is the thing about COVID as well, though, isn't it? Like we don't actually know where we'll be for it. Oh, you might just do it remotely. It's a lovely mixture of COVID and Brexit means that going abroad has become all the more... You've got a lot of forms to fill in and a load of jabs yeah. to get. Who would have oh, thought God. politics would have an impact on Love Island? <laughs> Who would have thought? It reminds me, the Brexit will happen during series two of Love Island. And I'm, a guy called Terry... Don't feel like you have to take responsibility for it, though, Ian. Don't blame <laughs> yeah, yourself. I didn't get my postal vote in time. I was absolutely gutted. <laughs> Terry, Terry said, amazing man, he said it didn't, because we offered them the postal votes. I don't know how many of them took it. Terry said, doesn't bother me that much because I spend six months of the year in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Amazing. I had a mate, I had a mate who'd, who voted um, to leave and they, they had a place in Spain. And I went, yeah, but you're, you've got a place in Spain, mate, so it's much better for us to be in the EU so you can get back and forth. Before you went, nah, I went, and also, you know, the exchange rates can be affected. But I've, went, I've already changed all my money up. As if, like, <laughs> he'll never need any more. <laughs> That's him sorted. I've got a load of pesetas under the bed. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, so you've got no idea what's going on yet, then, I imagine. Yeah, you might just be at home with the baby, little microphone in the corner of the nursery. Yeah, I think they'll definitely put me into some sort of booth because, I mean... You know, it feels yeah. too official to this record. TV. It's not this kind of shit, yeah, is it? I, do, it's proper. I don't know. We, I've done some. Have you record? I've recorded some TV from my house. You don't need to. to yeah. I've always thought it's so weird. No offense, you don't need to be in Spain, dear. To oh do the no, VR. no, no. Every every time, every time I tell someone I'm going to Spain to do the voiceover, they're like, "Well, what those ones? Why are they in a sentence together?" <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? It yeah. is absolutely mad. Yeah. Oh, they've not got any. They've not got any microphones in central London, sadly. So. Yeah. So, oh, uh, you can't record anything. I stay in a hotel for eight weeks. Why? Um, just so I can speak into a microphone. In, in defence, though, Ian, because when I worked on I'm a Celebrity, which is a similar turnaround of like record it the day before and then yeah. the next day, it, um, you, you stuff does get dropped and changed at the last minute. So you're sort of like you're like a fireman for VO. You're on call at any point. You can that be rushed is- in. That is exactly, that is exactly, and actually I do have a pole installed that I do sort of fly down. <laughs> but it, is, it, it is that thing of, in a way it's sort of, the, the best thing about it, the first two series, it was definitely better be in Spain because I'm not a huge reality TV fan, mm. at least I wasn't. So mm. when you're in Spain and we stay in a sort of, sort of a very like, it's an, it's an old people heart. It's basically German pensioners that are there and exclusively, that's it. Yeah. So there's not yeah. a lot to do. So you sort of find yourself engrossed in this TV show for just there's what, what else is there to do really? Yeah. So yeah. it meant that I got well into it, which I suppose was quite good. And like, do you know what I mean? It became my world, which is quite good when you're working on it. And then, yeah, like you said, things do change fairly quick. So yeah. they've got to like, you know, you, we all know what it's like turning on a Zoom call for somebody to tell you, oh, can you record that word again? And you're just there for seven minutes. Going, click, have you clicked the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's quite stressful though. Like, cause I've got jobs coming up um, work-wise where I don't really know where I'm going to be or how to do it, but I'm not sort of transporting my wife and child there. And one of you is doing one thing or the other. So you can't get too stressed, but you just, you, 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 at this point, it could be like, you just don't know what's going to happen and how it's going to work. So you just have to sort of improvise with it, I suppose. Exactly. And just see how you Pre- get on. 
pre-COVID, this would have been this would have been and rightfully so driven us absolutely mad. Yeah. But now you have, haven't we all just got to that stage where we're like, oh, do you know what? It'll it'll all work out in the yeah. end. What'll happen will happen. Or if it doesn't, if it doesn't, I've got a day off. <laughs> um, have you have you been on your own with the baby yet? Um or Laura been on her own with the baby? Like have you have you been had sole charge of the baby yet, Ian? I've had well again, because of the whole breastfeeding situ, yeah. I can get I once looked after the baby for three hours. <laughs> okay. It was a fabulous time. <laughs> you put her in that bouncy chair thing. Have you got one of them? A bouncy chair? Oh, yeah. I'm not the not the one on the door. I was like, she's a bit young for that. No, Ian. no, no. The the Come on. <laughs> The Bjorn Borg one. Is it Bjorn? Not Bjorn Borg. It's What's not your... Bjorn Borg. Uh, what is baby it? Bjorn. Max, Bjorn. Baby Bjorn. But we've gone Maxi Cozy. Oh, oh classic. Okay. You can't go wrong with a cozy Maxi Maxi Cozy, can you? No. So no. I, put, I put her in that. That was, and then you could just sort of, and I've also worked out how to, if you put them in the pram. Yeah. And then you yeah. can put your feet on the back two wheels and sort of get a sort of left to right motion. I've got for an entire half of football with them in there. Ah, yeah. a little rocking. Little bit of rocking. Love movement. I used to love take. They do love movement. I used to love taking them for walks and listening to podcasts because the fresh air keeps them quiet and stuff. It's so counterintuitive, isn't it? Like you just think, don't move them, don't make any noise, yeah. and they actually love a bit of noise and they love a bit of a. Yeah. Well, sometimes when our baby starts crying, we go from the pavement onto like we go off road onto like the grass. She's out like a light. <laughs> <laughs> off road. <laughs> We off-road it. Can I just check? You mean in the pram, not when you're driving, Oh, right? yeah, no, no. I'm not, like, uh, Colin McRae yeah. rallying it about. <laughs> How do you feel about... I was very nervous changing them when they're that small. And obviously I did it and I did the nappies and put them in different clothes. But, like, Lou would love, like, getting them in... Oh, let's put them in that outfit. I was like, they're in an outfit. Let's not risk it again. That arm is yeah. so little. I found quite, it so hard. I'm quite good at nappies. I'm very good at socks. I'm all right at trousers. I fall apart. It's anything that has to go over their head yeah. and put their arms in. I'm like, I am going to yeah. pull, I'm going to dislocate their shoulder. Yeah, here. I, I don't just feel like you're going to hold up like a turkey drumstick. Like, oh no, I've pulled That's too exactly hard. That. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. My main fear was the, the soft bit on top of oh, the yeah. head. Yeah, it's like an avocado. It's rank. And support the neck. You are in peak support the neck territory. We, and then that's all we do. We <laughs> sort of ruin the fun of anyone else. That yeah. it, Obviously, COVID is very rarely happens. Yeah. But anyone else that holds our baby just oh, gets... Support, yeah. support the neck. Yeah, but some people don't, do they? And like, and even parents of other kids, you know, they pick them up, their heads start rolling around like a bowling ball. And you're like, what are they doing? <laughs> I hate someone that's got, I not, I mean, hate. No, do you know what? Fuck it, I hate. <laughs> people that have got like six, seven-year-olds, so they think they're still no babies and they've completely forgotten everything and they pick, yeah. up, yeah. pick up your kid like it's an Ikea shopping bag. <laughs> And they just think they're, they know, I'm like, you've, you're six, at least if they're like, if your kid's like 10, 11, they're like, oh, I've not done this for a while. And they take some advice. The owner of a five-year-old throws your kid about like, like a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had many visitors, Ian? We've had the old um, six people in the garden. That was nice. Yeah. And one of the couples expecting, and then one of the couples has got a two-year-old. So it was this nice sort of like rites of passage moment, and all yeah. the all the dads had a little beer in the garden, discussed where they were at, which is really nice. And yeah. I've noticed every yeah. parent says to me because we're like, oh, it's all right. Apart from the sleep, it's actually not too bad. It's really like she's just so, so such a brilliant baby, and like you know, I mean, you just think they're so beautiful, and I have such a lovely time. You know, like, it's not as bad as I thought. And they're like, wait till this. Everyone's like, wait till they start moving. 
Yeah, I oh, know, but you've got everyone is so pessimistic and it is a bit harder when they're running about. But you, you, you can't live in fear like that. Just if they're good at the no. moment, just, just blank that out. Because you'll always you find some in. miserable bastard and then they'll be like, oh, I think they're all right. Or oh, you wait till they start school and then they start school and it's fine. Yeah. Or oh, wait till they're a teenager. Why don't you fuck off? I can't wait for you <laughs> to shut your mouth, mate. You're not helping. My kid's fine. Give me a break. Yeah, it's mad. Well, you know what it is? It's no one ever wants to hear that someone else is having a good time with their children. Yeah, that's the problem. No one wants that. But I find, honestly, I find that our, we've been apps. We've been. I think we've been really lucky. They took the like boob really well and took like the bottle really well. And I think that's the, the that's a big. That those are the two the big, big ones, aren't they? When yeah. they're small. Mm. And, and then you, sleep. None of them sleep. No, that's the thing. I, I think as well. It's been, it depends how stressful. Like what else is going on at the time? But if you, if it's you know, I think you get in a role. If it's going quite well, it sort of carries on going well. But like out of your friendship group, are you one of the last ones to have kids, or one of the first, or about the middle? Because it does change. Like I had groups of friends that I just stopped seeing when they didn't have kids, and then now they started having kids. You see them more. But have you, have you found that with your friendship groups and stuff? I find, and a lot of people I, I know agree. Uh, Notice this. My friends from back home, I'm sort of the last one. Yes. They're all babied up. Two, mm. three, you name it. Little house outside. Slow cooker chat. All that. The whole shebang, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> How old are you, in? Just, I'm 33 years old. Which is like, you know, that's, Scot- that's like 50 in Scotland, isn't it? 33. I'm nearly done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> People say things like this. iPhones been in our gener- been in through our family for five generations. And um, so Scotland, I'm quite far, not far behind, but I'm the back end of the curve. And then London, my mates, some of whom are older than me, look at me with my baby like I am an absolute maniac and they can't (laughs) believe I've made this decision. And why am I not waiting until I'm 50 like everyone else? But there'll be the 45-year-old on a skateboard in Finsbury Park with a two-year-old going, That's the one thing when you have a (laughs) baby. When you have a baby, I'm like, with the sleep and all that, I'm like, I don't think I'd be able to... Like, I mean, that, that again, now I'm being negative. You absolutely could. If you're an older dad here, of yeah. course you can. Maybe I just don't look after myself enough. But there is a thought of, like, doing night feeds when you're in, like, your 40s or something. I'd be like, oh, I'd be... I don't know if I'd manage it. <laughs> yeah, like, get your, your back going as you get up. Like, oh, God, and all that. Trying to take your son to, like, five aside when you're, like, in your 60s. Yeah. I mean, I'm 35, <laughs> and I make a noise putting socks on. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, but Rob, let's be honest, you make a noise doing anything, <laughs> <Yeah>. don't you? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It, it's, it's weird, isn't it, that kind of age of... Because, like, I always think that footballers have the children that, of any type of people footballers have kids they're always like yeah I've got three kids and I'm 22 it's always like that isn't it like Jamie Jamie Vardy's got about 100 yeah I know do you think it's just that they've got nothing to do I think they've got nothing to do and they've got millions of pounds we once saw Ross Barkley at a sushi restaurant midweek and it he looked... I know you move in celebrity circles, Ian, but you don't have to hammer it into our face with these kind of anecdotes. He was sat at a table across from us. <laughs> he just looked so bored, man. <laughs> because, like, it's... I think... Was he on his own? He was with... It looked like he was with his agent. He was with his agent or a friend that, you know, they did, they hadn't had a lot to say in a long time. How do you know it was his agent? Did he keep giving him 15% of his sushi? Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> it's the last bit of his miso soup. <laughs> yeah. It's that thing. I think I think I've heard you guys talk about this before. It's like 
The problem with being a footballer is like you've got all this money and all this time, but you're not allowed to do anything with it. I'd rather not have the money or time. Yeah. It's like when you have a yeah. like having a baby in lockdown is great because I'm not missing out on anything at the minute. No. It's no. when my WhatsApp group start going like, oh, do you want to just pop to the pub on Sunday? And they give you like what? an hour's notice and you're like, what am I going to do with this information? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I actually find that quite offensive. Like, it's, you it's think, so uh... rude. <laughs> Just don't invite me. You know that I'm not going to be able to come to the pub with an hour's notice. My mate texts me saying, oh, by the way, I've just got a last minute concert. A rooftop bar, like this nice rooftop bar in London, the day pub's open, I've just had a cancellation. Do you want to come? It was like in 40 minutes. I'm like, that's that's awful what you've done to me. <laughs> and also, he's got a four-year-old kid and I had a two-week-old. I'm like, you know. Yeah. I, I, well, I, need, I need a month anyway for the baby to be old enough for me to leave. How are you feeling about June the 21st? Have you got... Do you think you'll go out for June no, the 21st? No. Absolutely not. Phone <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw my internet router in the sea, I think. <laughs> no Instagram. I'm going to pretend it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, what I found was, because when you, your babies are young, you actually, if you go to work, that's seen as a treat. I remember, yeah. you know, so it's like, well, you went out yesterday. I was like, yeah, to work. Went, yeah, but I've not been out yet this week. I'm like, oh, so I just yeah. baby your work. That's life now. Yeah, I know. And it is quite lucky that our work is bored. Like, this is work now. Yes, yeah. true. And to be fair, I have noticed that you've started streaming and playing computer games as oh work, God, which I, I do that as well. I've tried to do that on YouTube a little bit, and it is a good way just to get to play computer games, isn't it? But I just, I'll be honest with you, I do not earn enough to warrant, I don't earn it, I'll, I'll say enough, I earn zero pounds streaming on YouTube, so it's hard to to tell Lou. You, no, but you need to use phrases like the long game, the Rob, long, yes, when you're talking I'm, to Lou about yeah. the long game. I'm, and breaking, the long game. I'm breaking into a new fan yes. base no one's earning money on YouTube yet it's just going to take off soon KSI's all not bollocks he's earning nothing Logan Paul fuck off no no one's earning I'm just putting the groundwork in yeah it's just paper talk isn't it that kind of all those figures that are being thrown around it's imaginary money how many money. views you get Rob that's not, I don't think that's the point Louise yeah it was 80 yes you're right I would have been better off just to shout in the street you sure but no that's, I'm, I'm doing my best how are you? How are you feeling about the Euros, Ian? Because you're oh yes, Scotland, Scotland. Uh, in the Euros for the first time since 1996. Yeah, and 98 World Cup was the last time we were in 98 anything. World Cup was the last time we were in anything. Oh, oh I, the other day I looked up who was the last person to score for Scotland. It's amazing who it is, and I can't remember now. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Do you feel like the fact you've got a baby means you're going to get to watch loads of the Euros? And it's not like I'm just asking this because that's exactly what's happening in my own head. Or do you think, oh, this is really going to cramp my style when it comes to Scotland games? What if the baby's not going down and it's England v Scotland at 8pm on a Friday oh, night? Yeah, what's, what's your plan? Right. This is, at the minute, and this is genuinely true, this is, an, this is yeah. a podcast and exclusive. Scotland are going to have three games there. Scotland yeah. have got three games, guaranteed. Right? Yeah, Gu guaranteed maximum of three games, yeah. <laughs> Was it Craig no. Burley? Craig Burley! Yeah. <laughs> Against Norway in a one-all draw. It was one-all draw. It was. We, <laughs> we, you... ne we, we nearly didn't lose to Brazil. Do you remember you, that? You, I remember when you nearly yeah. didn't lose to Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a day. Tommy, Tommy Boyd scored an own goal. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then John uh, Collins used to wink down the camera at his babies, his kids at home. Oh, it was such wow. a lovely touch. And I thought it was pathetic. And now I think, oh, I'd love to be able to do that. <laughs> 
So, so what? So what's your what's your strategy about this? Love yeah. Island contract negotiations. You hear about them all the time. I wonder what demands people make. Yeah. Genuinely true. I said that I need to leave early on June the 18th. That was the only thing I told my agent to negotiate with Levine this year. That is hand on my heart, the honest truth, because that's Scotland, England. Oh, yeah, you've got oh. to see that. So that one's in the bag. That has always been, between me and Laura, like, that'll be my first proper, I'm out the hoose. You are properly out watching it somewhere. But you might be out, you might be out watching it with some German tourists in Spain. Who knows where, I, I don't, I'm hoping by about 10 p.m. I won't care. So it does, you yes. don't really care where you are if you have to be in Spain for it, but you have got a pass that day to watch yeah. that, that game. Okay. And That's then I got a, a Gordon Smart, the radio DJ. Great man. Yes. He's, he's all over it. He'll organise something, I hope, where there's just going to be just every single Scottish celebrity you can imagine in a room together. <laughs> Oh, wow. I want Lorraine Kelly on Martin Compton's shoulders. Ian Sterling, Ross Kevin Stewart. Bridges, Nicola Sturgeon. <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon will be there. I think you've done well there because there's no point doing some of it half-hearted. You know you've got one day that you go mental for and that's it. Yeah, that's my big day. I'm so excited about that. I think, yeah, we'll try and make something work. Because um, obviously you're, um, you're, you know, you're you're from Scotland and Laura's from Ireland. <laughs> You've done your research, well, Rob. Well, you know, I'd like to, you know, <laughs> leave no stone unturned. Um, but so, uh, you know, you're you're away from sort of like parents and help. So what's have you got a support network? Have you had family come down and stuff, or is it? We've you, had, you know? yeah, we're, we're, we've had we've had people come down again it's sort of like my parents came down but again because of covid this is for me so lovely because obviously they weren't allowed in the house my mum was looking for something to do and ended up getting like an old brush that we didn't even know we had and just brushed all the patio in our back garden because she just wanted to do like housework or anything she could do to help out that's so sweet because she, do you oh. know what I mean? She was just staring in at the dishwasher going, I should probably get, I can't believe I can't do that. So oh, then just, bless her. Oh, uh, if, so the Di- if the Dyson had a long enough wire, she'd have ended up hoovering the lawn, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, because I know you've got a pub in a shed at the end of your garden. Is she allowed We've in there? It's hard to know the rules. She's not even allowed in there, just in the garden bit. We've got no loads of plan. windows open. We've got loads of windows open. She can go in there. She might buff a few glasses for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Mop the sweet. floor or whatever. That, that sounded like you were leaving a dog in a car rather than letting your mum go into a building. There, We'll crack the window open. She'll be fine. <laughs> she won't get hot in there. Um, and obviously, like I said, with Irish and Scottish combining, and now you've got this child that's been born in London... So what's what what's the vibe? Have, oh, yeah, have you settled question. on an English? Is it your child English? What's the how you feel? The accent's going to be different. I think uh, I think she'll have a strong Irish heritage. I imagine like Laura's got much more family than me. The oh, Irish wow. people have got loads of family. Yeah, and they, I mean I know, and yeah. it's a bit of a generalisation, but it's sort of true. And as a Scottish person, all your family are like well dead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. A bit it. of a generalisation. Yeah. But like, yeah, we've just not. I've not got any family. Really, mum and dad and my sister. But then that's it. So that you go to. I, I remember going to like a wedding. Laura's like, oh, you'll meet the family. I was like, oh, brilliant. There's about ninety of them. <laughs> I was like, do you want to meet my family? Well, there's my sister. Done. Yeah. Go home. Yeah, I think she'll have a lot of um, like Irish, Irish heritage in her. And I mm. and I love Ireland myself. So we try and get out there as much as possible. We try and get her up. I just find it mad. I'm gonna. I've made someone that's gonna have like this sort of like little posh english accent yeah yeah that is odd do yours speak posh well my yet yeah, mine have started correcting my speech 
No, have they actually? Because I'll say water, and they'll be like, no, daddy, it's water. Does it ever, like, have they got a bit older, but it look like you, like, work for them? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel a little bit like I'm, like, the little oik that the, the rich fathers got to look after, ferry these little kids around. Why is there a mechanic bringing them to school? I know. But that's the thing. It'd be so funny when they're like, um, like, bye-bye to all their friends. See you next week. And then you turn up with your accent going, come here like, that's your dad. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't imagine my kids having a Scottish accent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, so it, it feels like mad. there's someone else's kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'll feel about it. Do you know what, again? But do you think that for the first, the main voices she'll hear for the first couple of years will be you and Laura, right? Yeah. Oh my so god! She'll, she'll have quite a nice kind of Celtic twang, but then she'll totally lose it. But yeah, it's one of those things where before you have a kid, it's so cliche, but it's genuinely true. Before you have a kid, you're like, oh, I want a wee Scottish baby who's going to wear tartan every day, and <laughs> get the English and the nuts and that. And then yeah, I'm like, I'm not. She just do whatever she likes. I do find that. You ever find that mad thing where someone's from like, like Yorkshire or something, and then they just say, oh yeah. I went to school and I just started speaking posh. And they've got this, like, mad posh accent. You're like, that blows my mind. Yeah. Well, do you know... Um, I know this is very... Andy Leach, who works for Off The Curve. It's <laughs> very niche. Yeah. Yeah. He's Scottish. We, so this is a person... Yeah. But he, he grew up in Leicester. He doesn't sound like that at all. Did he? He's got a Scottish accent from his family, but he grew up in Leicester. I thought he grew up in Scotland. I've known no, Andy for he grew years. Up in Leicester. Leicester? Yeah. He sounds yeah. like he's, he's so Scottish. Yeah. I mean, this means absolutely nothing to anyone else. <laughs> I know. I thought I was worried. I hope I was genuinely at the start of this podcast, and I hope Rob doesn't ask too much about Twitch because I just don't think enough people will know what it is. And then we talked about Andy Leach for seven minutes. He's <laughs> a lovely guy, but I wouldn't say he's. <laughs> he's a lovely bloke. Famous oh, I, I, well, I think everyone will remember when he was the live booker for the Leicester Comedy Festival in 2012, <laughs> actually. <laughs> If you wanted to get into the cookie, he was he your brought, man. He, he brought some big names to the cookie, formerly known as the crumbling cookie, but I'm probably t teaching all the listeners how to suck eggs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get onto something, you know, we, we've, I feel like we've gone over this before on other yeah, episodes. I think we did this on the uh, Robbie Williams episode, we covered this. So. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a parenting question, um, Ian. Is, has your baby still got the umbilical cord thing? Has it fallen off yet? It oh. fell off. <gasps> it's it fell off oh. Air, a weekend early doors oh really oh. yeah but we got it for it we got the it? original well we kept that little bit for a book but oh. we got the actual umbilical cord framed oh really yeah what? so I, what? i'm not gonna lie to you Ian. where do you hang that blunt, but where the fuck are you putting Kitchen? that mate in her in her room which now in that i think room, about it room. i know i know oh absolute nightmare territory that is there's a bit of you that fell off anyway good night <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what do you know what's next to it what the scissors that i used to cut the umbilical cord did you take your own scissors or did you steal them from the hospital <laughs> the guy gave the the doctor gave me the scissors and then let me keep the scissors sort of like how do you know you get a a lolly once you've come at the doctor's yeah yeah. The guy sort of looked at me and thought, Just, you can have these scissors if you want. No wonder the NHS is underfunded. They keep giving out scissors <laughs> willy-nilly. In my head, you've got a big pair of scissors like you're opening a supermarket. That kind of... They, they were cardboard. It took fucking ages. And the glitter got everywhere. I streamed it on, I streamed it on YouTube. There was only 70 people watching. I was gutted. Um, so what 
So, so well, how do you preserve it then? Because obviously <laughs> it is flesh, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah, like... well, it's, I don't, in gla- I, I, we gave, I didn't do it myself. We gave it to someone. We yeah. gave it to our umbilical cord. Basically, we gave the placenta to someone and they turned the placenta into gummy bears. Have you eaten it? I've ate it, yeah. That was Fish it nice. Great. Yeah, well, it is t- it's gummy bears, isn't it? So is it supposed to be good for you then to eat placenta? Yeah, I think so. So they, they take <laughs> the good bits from the placenta and put it into these gummy bears. What they've done there is they've taken your placenta, put it in the bin and given you a pack of gummy bears. And charged, and charged me 100 quid for a pair of gummy and bears. And charged you 100 quid for the gummy bears. <laughs> and then they felt so badly going, well, we've, we've bonged the umbilical cord in a frame. That's a better way of doing that because some people keep it like in the freezer. But if you are going to eat it, I think the gummy bear is how I'd want to take it. What shapes it in? Because I've Googled it and some people do them in like hearts or right love with it. But it just sort of, it looks we a bit like beef it- jerky. It looks like a set of headphones. I'll send you a picture. I will send you a picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in a little frame and it looks like headphones, but it has dried up loads now. Yeah. So what happened to the little bit that fell off? Because we had a nightmare where we lost it. I think it, it was loose and it came off when we were retrie- retrieving her from our, um, the, you know those slings, the front facing slings. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was just caught oh, in yeah. Laura's clothes. Yeah. Oh. So we managed to get it and it still had the little yellow, the little. Um, did yours get clipped shut with like do you know those little clips you yeah, used to like seal pasta of... <laughs> yeah, yeah like a free, like a freezer like clip. you couldn't a freezer do a clip. whole bag of kettle chips do you know what I mean yeah, you just slipped yeah 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 it felt like you could open like if you undone it and you turned it on her side loads of rice would come out <laughs> but yeah that's where that freaked me out that little thing I was desperate for that to come off yeah but yeah, apparently it like happened it. quite fast it happened quite fast for us yeah yeah that is quite normally stayed in for ages so I felt like it was haunting me yeah, no, we were glad, and then and then she, she had an. In, I thought she'd have an out. I thought that's how you got an outie, just by it getting pulled out too fast. Oh, there was loads of myths about how you got an outie, wasn't there? Like the way you were, where it was cut initially, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. How do you get an outie? I just think it is what it is, right? I don't know. I don't think it's bodies are just a body. Yeah. Do you know who's got? Do you know who's got? An, do you know who's got an out? Do you know who's got an outie? Who's got an outie? Andy Leach. <laughs> <laughs> Famously. Famously. I mean, well, that's the great you thing about when you talk about someone no one's heard of. Yeah, go on, then he has. What are you going to do? You can't even Google it. He'll probably get someone to ask him, going, have you got an outie? Have you got an outie or not? I, I would <laughs> love that. I would love that if just a few people off the curb just started asking him and he didn't know why. <laughs> yeah. He'll listen to this, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. He's... Well, there's one way of testing whether he'll listen to this. There you go. Yeah. Leave us then. That is a good Leave way to find out this then. agents and I think, I, Do you know what? I think we lose the earlier bit and the first reference is you saying that Andy Leach has got an outie. That's it, out of nowhere. And he'll, he'll go, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so about how was, how was the birth and how, how did you feel? Because I, I, I felt such a spare part at the, at the birth because just Lou was amazing and just did everything, obviously. You just sort of stand there not knowing what to do. How did you find it? All I remember really is Laura was like amazing. And then all my job was, I was to get Laura, I was to get Laura look his aid. That was the one thing, to yeah. get her through. And then she went to, Ooh. I need my look his aid now, but I'd got her actual look his aid which is too sugary. And I'm meant to get a sort of isotonic look as it. Oh, okay. So not oh. the actual like medical medicine orangey one, like the, the yellowy orange. <laughs> that is the most working class thing you've said so far today is the medical <laughs> look You know the one, the one that you get when you're ill? That one, not that one, the sports one. The one that you used to get when you had the flu yeah. in the 90s. You yeah. get a colouring book and then the orange Lucas and you drink that and you'd feel like Iron Man. And if it got really bad wine gums. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed isotonic because apparently that's got all this stuff for getting I'll fluid back in the system. Yeah, that's the one. We're at about four centimetres dilated. I've got, loads, wee, I've got bags wee, of time. We. There we are. The, the dad's royal yeah. way. 
You know, to be I fair, said, I was so scared. I think my arsehole were dilated by about one centimetre. Yeah. Well, I said, I said, Laura, you sure you want me walking about? Because we are four centimetres dilated. It's quite dangerous <laughs> for me to go anywhere. So I went, I went down, and it was. I, I remember there was a there was a lift to get to the front of the hospital. So we get the lift down. And then I go and pick up my isotonic drink from a little Tesco Metro or something. Then I get a text from Laura saying, I am now nine centimetres dilated. Oh, you were holding her back. I know. I was literally getting in the way. Well, what, do you know when you're more relaxed? So when there wasn't a nervous man with a pair of scissors, she really eased yeah. into it. Yeah. So I run back. And I, all I remember is I got, into le- I got into the lift and it was the seventh floor. And then three doctors get in the lift. And they also having a conversation about what floor they want to go into. And I just went, none of you press a fucking button on that. Because <laughs> I'm going up to seven. My wife's nine centimetres dilated here. <laughs> and then an actual doctor turned around to me and went, oh, well, I'm only one floor up. I went, well, you, you're going to be six floors up because there's no way. <sighs> and then uh, I got there sweating and then we waited for about another hour. But it's fine. <laughs> Well, you sweating, tired, drunk the Lucasade, back in the game, ready know, to go. I had, yeah, I had the actual one. Yeah. The proper Lucasade. But uh, yeah, nothing makes you feel more useless than someone having a baby in front of you. Yeah. Especially because the midwives are so amazing as well. Yeah. I remember just, I got the playlist wrong, didn't I? I played the same playlist twice. And then Laura was going, I've heard this song before. And I'm trying to like find another playlist. And it's just thought it was... It's an absolute nightmare. So you got the wrong Lucasade, eh? the wrong playlist. I'm an yeah. idiot. I'm an idiot. The thing is, you got to remember about me is I'm an idiot. You got to remember that. All- <laughs> yeah. It's n- Do you know what, Ian? Your daughter's heading for an outie. There's no way I you've done that correctly. <laughs> I know, at le- and I, I feel honestly terrible about it. But there will be at least one time in our lives where Laura goes, "Where's the baby?" and it'll just be me going, "Oh shit!" and I'll just run out the house. <laughs> like I sort of know that's going to happen, oh. and it's like a bit gutting really because i don't want to be that person but i i am yeah i think well the only thing that consoled me when um i was in when we was in the delivery room and i was doing nothing all i was thinking was about 50 years ago i would have been in the pub so i'm doing well to be here we were all changing yeah. <laughs> Do you know what i mean like yeah. my dad when his first kid was born he was in the pub how many well, that? Mates imagine as the well. thought yeah. no, <laughs> well, mates, well done mate congratulations cheers yeah she's all right imagine not being there imagine oh, going to a pub I, I mean you know I, I think i'd be more stressed at the pub no i don't know <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um, um ian one more question yeah well, this is a, um, it's called Crosby's Law. If there's one thing, it's difficult because you've only been into it a month, but if there's one thing that your partner does parenting-wise that annoys you a little bit, but you can't really say, but you think it's a fair point, um, because if you do bring it up, it will be an argument that you probably will lose. Is right. there something that frustrates you about the way your partner parents? Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's difficult at this stage, I imagine. This is a, yeah. I don't know if it's about necessarily parenting, mm. but the other day, <laughs> right, We've got a ch- we've got a nursery for the child. Yeah. We keep the baby stuff yeah. in. Yes. Laura yeah. purchased a toy hammock, a hammock for toys. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. While she was away, I'm glad you explained that because it was a very different thing in my head before you said. Sp- yeah, I know, like a set a sex swing for a furby or something. <laughs> and it was when I was looking after the. It's my first time, three hours on my own with the baby. Right. Now, I when I was well, I'm going to hang this hammock for you. So I put my fingers on the wall and I said, do you want it about here? She said, yes. I hung the hammock. She came back and said, that's too low. And I said, that's exactly what you told me. That's what I said. And that's where I put the screws. And she said, no, 
I didn't think you were going to mark where you were putting the screws. I thought you were marking where the bottom of the hammock was going to oh, be. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, come no. on. And that is, we've had, we, it was one of those days where we hadn't had much sleep. That is the nearest we've come to a proper, yeah. proper argument. And we just had 20 minutes on. Well, obviously, I meant that's where the screws go. And she went, well, that's where I meant the bottom of the hammock went. Yeah. But also, even uh, a hammock, you can't predict the, the hammock hang on a hammock. <laughs> you can't predict. I've always said you it, you cannot predict yeah. the hang of a hammock. It's just so pot I don't luck. Know. Maybe, maybe that was more me asking you. If you put well, your hand well, on well, a wall, where were you stood? Were you, were you touching the wall, Ian? I was touching you... the wall with one finger oh, in a sort of yeah. screw-like fashion. Yeah, I, well, I think that's. Um... I'd argue though, but then yeah, you, yeah, it would be hard to know how, where where the hammock would hang, though, wouldn't it? From there, I think exactly. I might be, it's, it's a tricky one, Ian. Um, and and uh, the, oh, the real no, question Rob, is, why are you going to fall out? <laughs> I, I think I'm on Laura's side. I don't I don't want to oh, be that guy. But I think it's because if you say you would never know how the hang it would ha- hammock would hang if you pick where the screw goes. But That's if you know point. where the bottom of a hammock is going to go, then it doesn't matter where the screw goes because you know where the hammock needs to end up. Do you know what? I'm sorry. I think I no no. I think I genuinely think I've got to end this podcast, <laughs> go downstairs, and apologise to my wife. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really wanted to be on your side, Ian. We go and way also, back. it was about a week ago, and she'll be like, what are you talking about? about that the hammock thing. <laughs> uh, have you heard of Andy Leach? <laughs> um, Ian, thanks so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. Been, we'll have to get you back on when you're a bit further in, and you're welcome back anytime. if you I'd love to come. I'd love to come back on at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, maybe it would be nice to come back on when I've like done stand-up and like talked to like another... I've really struggled to talk to you two today. Oh, I'm not you've been lie. brilliant. I've enjoyed it, Ian. It's been great. Funniest you've ever been, mate. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I wish, I wish I was, I wish I was more awake to have a comeback to that. <laughs> you need to be doing this on four hours sleep, Ian. This is when you're at your best. You're, it's great, Ian. Thank you very much, mate. Appreciate Cheers, it. Lads. Cheers, Thank mate. you very Thank much. You. Cheers, Ian. Well done to all the parents listening to this. You're all doing a great job. Oh, that's a nice message, oh. Ian. Look at you. You're on fire today. We'll edit that bit out. <laughs> Ian Sterling, um, good man, Ian, isn't he? I love Ian. Really funny. Really good fun. Really funny. You kind of forget how funny Ian Sterling is because you just remember that he's the guy who does the kind of wry voiceover to Love Island. You know what well, I yeah, mean? Yeah, because also... It's a proper comic. Also, yeah, no, it's a great comic. And also, as well, he's just like... Him day to day, like, he's so... He's all, something's always just happened or about to happen. It's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Like, before we start recording, he was talking about Twitch. But um, I like, he's got great energy. And um, I think he'll be such a yeah. great dad. But I know he is already a dad. But, like, as the kid gets older and stuff, because he's so positive and so energetic and, and, yeah. and, and keen, which I think is always a great thing for a dad, isn't it? To totally. sort of be interested in that. Totally. But, um Yeah, that's interesting now. Because when, when I do notice, when a, a child's breastfed, the dad doesn't you know there's hard for them to get involved and do stuff um and and i think there's a real difference in the early stages between a breastfed baby and a bottle fed baby for the dad because they, they can't get involved do you know what i mean so it's interesting to hear um him and it'll be good and interesting when he comes back on oh rob oh it just all makes it feel so like it's about to happen well, yeah. again oh my god <laughs> oh my god you'll be fine josh you'll be fine anyway Oh right, my god. Um, we'll be right. back on. I've got to go to nursery. Your uncle, Rob. Pick your daughter up from nursery. All right. Um, I'm pretty just going to kick back with a beer and watch the telly because mine two are playing on a trampoline together and I don't have to look after babies oh, anymore. Unbelievable. Wow. Christmas Eve was worth it after all. It, it was worth it. Right. See you on Tuesday. Cheers. Bye. bye.